listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, this is Jess O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist. And today we are going to be speaking with Emma Sale, CEO and founder of female empowerment brand Killing Kittens. <laughs> Killing kittens. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, okay. Thank let's you. let's start with the name because when I told Brandon about killing kittens, I mean you don't really like cats, but I don't think you want yeah, to kill them. I'm a, I'm a dog person. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dog guy too, but I still felt bad. I was like, killing kittens. I'm like, cool name, but I don't know. It's it's kind of it's got some edge to it. Was yeah, that the, the idea behind um, it? But it, you know, it's weird. It's it's been 13 years, and it's surprising me how few people actually so they say anything about the name it's sort of a given uh, but then when you actually think about it it's fairly screwed up and <laughs> um yeah i mean we didn't get a we weren't allowed a bank account under that name for the first six years of running the business for cruelty to animals so it that's the thing we're all so used to it but when i take a step back and go it's a business called killing kittens you go no there's something wrong with me <laughs> how did you land on um, killing kittens it was um, a we- I was at a wedding out in Ibiza, having had, didn't have had no sleep for about three days. Um, and um, the guys at the wedding, they were also in the film world, and they were talking about a script um, and that had something to do with the title Killing Kittens. So we were talking about what it was, and it was cyber slang for every time a fi- uh, someone masturbates, God kills a kitten. So if you're having a wank, you've just killed a kitten. So killing kittens on that front makes complete sense. I have killed <laughs> tens of thousands of exactly. kittens. Exactly. So, oh my yeah. God. It's um, it's quite a you know, a, it's quite a famous sort of um, meme on a cyber meme. To, of yeah. course, I think I had a, a package of gum that said that, right? Like yeah. every time you masturbate, it kills a, a kitten. Yeah, yeah, it's a cute little kitten. So killing kittens, you're just yes. wanking. <laughs> so, I yeah. can't believe I didn't make that connection. Okay, so you're in from the UK. We're here in New York. You have a big party this weekend, sold out. Yeah, so tomorrow night um, we've got a sold-out party of about 170 people, which and is I'm, great. And so. two of those people are going to be branded at me. Yeah, I'm not there. We've got um, we had baby number three seven weeks ago, so we've kind of got a me and my husband have got to shoot back. Congrats! Amazing. Thanks. So you have three kids. Tell us what is the Killing Kittens brand for people who know nothing about it. Um, so it started 13 years ago as um, I wanted to create a platform. Um, where women can explore their sexuality and feel completely in control um, and not judged and it to be a very safe environment um, because there was nothing out there and I just felt that everything was run by men and, you know, the porn industry was all run by guys, everything to do with the adult world. Um, And it was very much that time that Sex and the City had come out and over in the UK and Summers, which is sort of a... Mm -hmm. um, uh, sex company, toy company, um, had hit the high street. So there's this sort of undercurrent... um, of females exploring their sexuality and you can have a voice as a girl and it's okay to talk about your sex size but I felt there wasn't a, a platform or anywhere that women could do that say and feel safe um so it was sort of right to start with I'll launch monthly events um and that are just parties they're mass parties single girls can go couples can go um we don't let single men in um and it was all very much we had the rules, like the rules of Fight Club, and so that, you know, the men um, couldn't make the first move. It had to be the women that 
did the approaching and um, and at the parties um, anything sort of could happen so if people wanted to have sex they could if it was sort of lipstick lesbianism they could or just it's just a party um, in private houses and um, private venues so it started like that and but at the same time sort of I was growing this online presence but it was 13 years ago so it was before social media and the digital world kind of happened so it was very much a very simple community website um, where you could search for other members and chat um, and it was that side that sort of in my head was very much that's the bit that I really wanted I could see the potential in creating this global platform where you didn't have to go to the events you could be part of this online community and feel supported and talk about anything to do with sexuality um, and not be judged and find other people who sort of support your views and you can meet up with and um, so it's sort of it's grown organically and in the last five years it's very much taken off um, and we've launched you know we're in lots of 36 cities around the world wow. um, doing events and um, the online side has grown into sort of over a hundred thousand people online wow. um, and, and you're launching an app I said I saw that you did yes. a fundraiser online so we just did our first sort of financial raise which was interesting um, how much did you raise we've raised it'll probably be the equivalent of about a million dollars just over a million dollars so American sort of, so if you're in Canada that's like 1.3 um that's incredible yeah so it went much it was it was way better than we expected and um and a lot of it came from our community we put it out that's why we decided to do a crowd fund um we kind of spent a few months umming and ahhing about whether we'd take in big money from sort of five individuals who all put in 100 grand kind of thing. And then we were like, well, we've got this huge community and actually I'd rather it, the members feel like they own it um, and be part of it. And that's what it's all about. The whole ethos behind it is a community. Um, so I'd rather sort of 300 people feel like they own a bit of it, even if they just put 10 pounds in. Um, and, and that's what happened. So we've had over 300 nearly 400 people from 10 pounds up to sort of 40,000 wow um, and yeah what are you going to do with so, the money go on holiday that's <laughs> um, what you're doing in New York <laughs> you're not getting a yacht no yeah okay. a window of a yacht <laughs> you can buy the yacht you just can't maintain the yacht exactly um so no the main thing we're doing is all the tech and digital side and we do have an app launching this year um and a big online sort of setup um, that say, you know, if you cross sort of Facebook and Bumble, so it's sort of you've got that network, a social network, community element with the kind of swiping dating app side to it. But it's all very female focused and it'll have the rules that, you know, the guys can like, but unless they, the girls like that, they can't sort of just send explicit messages or... Um, or dick pics. Yeah. Oh. No dick pet. Yeah, if you can't feel me or hear me rolling my eyes, I'm rolling my mm-hmm. eyes. So this is, this is the app coming out. Let's talk about the party because I was with some friends a few nights ago in Toronto and they said, my life's boring. <laughs> uh, you know, I just go to work, play with my kids. What are you doing this weekend? I said, well, I'm going to New York and I'm going to this party called Killing Kittens. I described it as a potentially a sex party. Is that a fair description? Yeah, there is. It is kind of how it's. Um, the party on Saturday has been sort of um, branded. Um, but what's happened is it's kind of developed into there's a lot more single girls that go along to the event. So yeah. it's sort of there's, I would say it's sort of a big party where sex is a side product. There is that going on, but it's not what it's all about. Okay. Um, so there will be a lot of sex okay. that goes on, but it's not sort of like... I can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the sex out in the open? Like, I'm, you, you know... I, 
my friends and people that talk to me are so curious about what we've seen and, and, you know, the things that we've experienced. So I've never been to a killing kittens party before I sign up, I go onto the website, I buy a ticket, yeah. I'm going to the event. I'm nervous. I'm just thinking through the whole steps. Mm. Wear I wear yeah. a mask. So that gives me a little bit of anonymity. I, if that's what I'm, if that makes me more yeah. comfortable, but I walk through the doors and what do what, 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 what would I expect? Um, when you walk through the doors, it'll be, we have initially it's sort of a mass drinks reception, so champagne reception, um, and it'll just be like going into a private party and you're mingling around and think these are cool, you know, cool people, and you're just chatting. But there's this sort of air of sexual tension because everyone knows why a lot of people are there and what's going to happen. Um, and then what we find is sort of after about an hour, people, some people will kind of peel off and disappear into sort of the side rooms. And um, and if you go for a wander, then in these side rooms we have the beds and it's all candlelit. And um, and you will see people getting, you know, getting down and dirty. But you might go into one area and it might just all be girls in there. Um, or it might be, you know, sort of eight couples all kind of... It's not, it's definitely not... You, what you won't see, it's, it's not that kind of swinging sort of set up of like partner swapping in different rooms it's sort of very much this kind of fluid um so you're wandering around different things happening in different rooms yeah and exactly it's, and it's kind of organic in yeah. the sense that there's no theme necessarily it's just no it's not necessarily a theme and then you know and in the main bits where you know the bar is and the reception is no one you won't really see if you stayed in that area you probably wouldn't see anything you might see the odd couple of girls walking around in their lingerie or a guy in his you know boxer shorts taking time out <laughs> it kind of you weren't it's not really in your face in that you know I go down for example in the London party sometimes I'm out with friends and we'll just go along for drinks and we'll stay in that reception area and I'll walk out four hours later and go I haven't seen one naked person because I just haven't wandered around the playrooms even though there's so much going on it's sort of it's just sort of it's contained in different areas um, and the rest of the venue is just sort of it's a big private party and I, I think it's really cool that if you would never want to have sex in public, and even if you don't want to watch people have sex, mm. you can go to a space like this and get the excitement, yeah, exactly. the risk, the tension. When we talk about like the chemicals associated with the new phase of love, yeah. people are like, how do you reignite the spark? Do things that are really scary. Mm. You can go to this party with your partner, be totally 100% monogamous, and agree just to stay in that cocktail lounge. Yeah, that's what I say um, um, to people, like first-timers, just have a rule that you're from the first one, you're just going to come along, you're going to keep your clothes on, you're just going to have a wander, see what it's about, meet and chat to people, and yeah, just get a feel for it, and then leave with your clothes on, um, and then you can decide after your first one, you know what you're going to do and if you want to go back and we have a lot of members who've been coming for like a decade who have never taken their clothes off as a couple and they say just doing it together and coming out and they've made some really good friends at the events and just that charge they say they go home and have the best sex they've ever had when they leave the event so i believe that there's something yeah. about being in that environment it's yeah. just the anticipation of the unknown yeah. Right? Is something going to happen? Is nothing going to happen? Am I, are we going to go for that wander and walk by that room and see something that kind of, you know, creates, you know, the burning sense? Well, I guess yeah. burning sensation isn't the right terminology, yeah. but, you know, tingling, yeah. tingling and the, it is fire, a on, exactly. the fire. So you had mentioned 170 people going to this party. Yeah. So it's actually quite intimate. Are most of your parties... Yeah. Like around that size? Yeah, we bigger, don't. The biggest party we do is one in London, which we get about 240, 250 people. But we don't, we've always said we'd never do a party over 
250 I mean we, we might 300 absolute max because it just it loses the the nature of what it's about and that intimacy and the safety that's the thing you know this is about a safe environment for women to feel safe and in control um, and you minute you go over sort of 250 300 people then it's sort of it'll be harder for us to ensure that there isn't someone misbehaving or um, and that personal kind of feel so um, you know, even though it's been going 13 years and we're in more and more cities and doing events, you know, all over, so many events all over the place and sort of six events a month in London, if you go to an event, it won't feel any different than it felt 10 years ago because we use the same venues, it's the same size, it's the same vetting process, it's, you know, it's that. And that to me is really important. And how do you maintain that safety? I know, for example, the women have to do the approaching. And that might sound like women are positioned as gatekeepers, which is sometimes one of my concerns. But I actually, I, I think it makes sense given how much more likely it is for men to be aggressive with women. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying women can't be aggressive too, and they, they absolutely oh, they have, to take, they they have to take responsibility <laughs> for that. But women are more likely to be harassed. Yeah, They're more likely to be assaulted. And so you're creating an environment where they're the initiators and making rules that people decide to sign up for is their choice. That's yeah. amazing. You also check ID. I got a number of yeah. emails saying to make sure I bring my ID. Do you have like staff or safety monitors or anything like we that? Have, we have staff and we have security. So we have security that sort of will wander around. We have staff that will wander around the events. Um, it's quite self-policing as well because you've got the rules in place. Actually, the members are pretty good at policing it and if you know if a guy gets a bit approaches a girl and gets a bit touchy-feely kind of thing the girls are very good at going you should you shouldn't be doing that you're not allowed to do that um or reporting it to someone on you know one of the staff there um so yeah it's very there is that self-policing feel because everyone knows the rules and the guys are there and very respectful and also you know you've got you every man in there has come and come you know with a Women, so there's no single men out on the prowl or groups of guys that have come out. So you don't, you lose. I call it, you know, the testosterone factor just doesn't, isn't in place. It doesn't happen. Well, and I would imagine if you act inappropriately, you're certainly not going to be invited back. Well, exactly. Right. What about um, phones? Like phones, thing, we say no phones. So yeah. you keep them. In, we just say keep them in your in your handbags or check them in the cloakroom in your jacket pockets. And um, again, people are pretty. You know, it is well policed by people um, who if they see someone with a phone they'll be like you shouldn't you're not you know meant to have that and where do you you say you host the events you know kind of at the same venues where are these venues because from what I've seen on your website they're like the exclusive spots very unique very they luxurious. are I mean for example London we've got one massive sort of mansion house which is right in the center of London that we use over sort of three four floors um, and but we've also got this sort of spa bar, saunery bar kind of place in Covent Garden in London that we, oh, that's our sort of wet and wildest kind of one, um, which we call hedonism. We use a, a cabaret venue, which is, we do KK Cabaret once a month in London, which is, you know, you go and you have dinner or drinks and there's a really cool burlesque show and an MC that walks around singing and then it kind of turns, then there's play areas that sort of, so there's just loads of different, and then big country houses we use in, um, you know, in Venice, we use sort of these cool palazzos on the Grand Canal. Um, Paris, they're sort of big sort of apartments, penthouse apartments. Um, these so all sound of, terrible, right? Yeah, they're really <laughs> shitty. Um, well, yeah. when I'm in Venice, I prefer to be on the canal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> European blase. Right, right, yes. <laughs> so, and you also have women-only parties. 
Yeah, so we have, we launched last year um, um, the Clitorati parties. <laughs> the Clitorati. Um, and we're doing them every kind of couple of months. That's just in London at the moment, but we, very, we want to bring it to New York. Um, we've got one tonight actually in London with about 80 girls. Um, but we use it, we can use the same venue. So we've got lots of venues that we'll mix, you know, that will work for girls only events or couples events. Right. Um, and then we have sort of singles nights as well, where they're the ones where we let in single men. Okay. Um, but again, but they all have to be members on the site. Okay. Um, it's the same rules that apply. So there might be 50 single guys and 70 single girls. And, but those guys have to wait for the, the girls very much still have to be the ones that do the approaching and the initial chatting. Okay. And so... I'm sure there are, there are many misconceptions, I think, about these parties, like that you're going to walk in and it's going to be a big orgy. And as you said, it's an elegant cocktail reception and there could be play on the yeah. sides. Uh, I'm sure there are people who will walk in and say there wasn't enough sex for me. And there are people who are going to come and say there's too much sex. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It's so, I mean, sex is so personal that, and also everyone's got these expectations and this image in their head that we can't, we're not going to match up to every single person's expectation of what they're looking for. And, you know, someone will always get, you know, single girls that come along and say there weren't enough guys for them to play with. And you, and it just, there's you know, always, there's there's always, always too many guys. Oh, there's, you know, some people want it guys, some people don't want the guys. It just, yeah, or it, it take, you know, we get people coming up going, well, why isn't anyone playing yet? And we're like, well, why aren't you playing? You know, it's sort of, you can't just stand around, you know, waiting for someone else to start the action off. And you're not paying people to play if the mood strikes them. So I might go to the party tomorrow night with the intent of playing with Brandon and Mm. I might not be in the mood. Yeah, exactly. He he might bug me. Or maybe I'm not in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Chances. Chances. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, You had mentioned 36 cities that you've hosted parties. I have two questions. Where are the people that, where have you been to a party where people are most wild and you know participate the most um do you know what the two when we did a one in we did a one in venice in back of the venice carnival in february which kind of worked really well because everyone's there you know everyone's walking around the streets in masks and crush and the italian we had a big italian crowd that came and they were very quick to you know start playing and it's just very much their cult you know what i mean it's sort of they're very sexual culture so um, also they don't like kittens yeah they're, yeah. like, they're just like just wha- wank it up um, bunch of wankers yeah and the girls you know we had a big group of, you know of, of models that sort of came and they were so open and just got involved with each other and you're just thinking i have this feeling oh, your membership yeah. on this on the site might spike very soon <laughs> <laughs> sorry groups of models getting down all, <laughs> yeah um sign me up uh, of all the of all the places that you've hosted these parties, where has been the most kind of impressive, extravagant? Like, what was the one that resonates with um, you, and why? It's tricky. I think some. I mean, the ones I think that have been the coolest kind of set is when we take over like country big country houses in the UK because these are big sort of stately home type houses or we've done a few castles up in Scotland so it's that when you get that setting and like the Venice one because it's sort of a grand palazzo you know a lot of them are the old palaces that are um so it's so when you've got that kind of setting um but do you run into pushback because I I just had an event cancelled in Calcutta India because of some protests so do you run into pushback where people don't want to book a party like this? Um, there is pushback, but we, you know, we wouldn't, for example, we wouldn't, if we tried to go into India, we wouldn't, you know, it's sort of, we won't, we'll only kind of do places where, A, we've got the community already online, so we know we've got the members 
in place to and they, these aren't big parties so when we do for example you know we're in australia we're in sydney melbourne and perth and the parties there have about you know 50 to 80 people that attend um so we know we can get those it's not huge numbers we're trying to get um, what about in the states though like i have been at hotel parties in the past where there are issues at last minute where the hotel will back out and say no we don't want this kind of sex event here we will that venues are a pain in the ass and a real problem um <laughs> and so um you know it's partly why we're here in new york i mean clear i've come over is to kind of sort that out and see some venues because we're very much you know over here because of the numbers we're getting in new york they have we have to be completely transparent we can't when you're dealing with 30 40 you know 40 50 people you can kind of fly under the radar and you know sort of airbnb kind of rent apartments or houses without really saying going into detail about what you're doing but um you know for insurance reasons we can't do that anymore mm -hmm. um and so when we do use venues like the ones we're using in new york they are they tend to be the private venues where it is 100 percent. they're not going to pull out um they do a lot of events in these in these places a lot of the time it's private hire so you know you you take in you do the bar and everything and it's you, you don't have that licensing issue um, what about you personally? Have you, you must face criticism and pushback. And I know that there are people who are going to send you all their love and appreciation. But as a woman in this field doing something, and I think I've had a lot. I've had as much hate yeah. stuff as I have love. Um, and especially at the beginning, you know, when I started it, was sort of I remember doing a radio thing, and it was Ireland. And being told that the devil was with me, and I was going <laughs> to hell by some caller. So, oh, that must um, be my friend was, too. Nice. Yeah, they contact me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got one this week where she called me a whore about ten times, but the most offensive part was the number of exclamation marks she used. As an English teacher, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you actually only need one exclamation. I hate point. that's one of my pet hates is when people write with. Don't just put, you only need one explanation mark. Or all or, caps. Yeah, all, all caps. caps or ten question marks. You're like, just one <laughs> will do. Um, so if someone's interested in a party like Killing Kittens, and it sounds like it's a really safer brand for people who are new to the party. If you can go to this party and just have drinks and not even see the action. If you're feeling nervous, what assurance or what advice can you offer? Um, well, again, like I said, um, at the beginning of this is you know if you're going to your first one just have that no expectations just you can be completely assured you're not gonna you don't have to get naked you're not gonna be made to take your clothes off you don't have to get involved in the action it's not gonna be in your face and literally just come along and just say you just say right I'm just gonna pop in for a drink I'm gonna go for half an hour and then you know that's the thing no one's forcing you to be there once you're in there you can leave at any point um just come with an open mind no expectations and just know that there's no pressure right um, and, and, and there it, really. isn't there isn't as much pressure in i mean i haven't been to your party in particular but i find at these parties there is far less pressure than just going to a regular bar like yeah. people do not first of all the men aren't approaching you to begin with so this is going to be a really exceptional experience that i'm looking forward to but if you go down to like resorts like Desire Resorts with whom I work, it's not as though we're sitting at the bar and every couple's trying to have sex with us. Yeah. Or that's just not the way it works. People have conversation. You connect. People will walk right up to you and say, are you interested? And you mm. can say, no, we're just here for the vibe. Yeah. Right? And I don't think people, I don't think we communicate that clearly about sex in like more vanilla yeah. spaces. Yeah. And I, I always say, and it, I'd say it's really difficult to describe it, but I always say they're less 
the vibe is less, way less seedy, these parties, than going to a bar or a club in London. And I'd say it's really hard to describe that because there is sex going on. You have to see it. But the vibe and the atmosphere, there's, it's not remotely seedy. And people um, may be, like, drinking less. Yeah, and there isn't, you know, you go to, you go out to any bar or club or, you know, when I was a bit younger, and you'd walk across the dance floor and there'd be hands up your skirt and, you could, you know, it's called running the gauntlet or you'd go for, to buy a drink at the bar and you'd just sort of, you'd, I'd leave clubs and bars feeling so uncomfortable and just touched and, like, dirty. Um, and, yeah, the, you, you come to these events and it's not, it's the complete opposite, which is really difficult to describe given that there's a lot of sex going on. I always say to people, you kind of have to see it to understand what I'm saying. And I have friends who come along and go, now we, we get it. We well, get, maybe because yeah. there isn't the same sexual stigma and desperation, right? Like this isn't, if I go on Saturday night and I d we decide not to have sex, it's not the last time, Yeah. right? We will have sex again. Yeah, we exactly. can come home and have sex. We could wake up Sunday morning and have sex. We could set our alarms on, I don't know, on October 4th <laughs> and do it yeah. again. So I think that maybe putting the sex into it not only clarifies the communication, but also takes away the, the tension and pressure and shame mm. that leads to this poor behavior and harassing behavior. Yeah. Exactly. You take all that out and you take the, like, the testosterone factor out. And, and also it boils down to respect. So you've got an environment which is very respectful and the guys are, you know, respecting the women and the women are feeling empowered and they feel confident and they're, you know, they're respecting each other and, the, you know, the people around them. And you put that into a party setup, it's not going to feel... So, you know, you put it, you take away that respect when you go out into bars and clubs and, and you know, guys treating women like they're pieces of meat and, you know, women can get shit-faced and aggressive and treat the guys like pieces of meat. It's sort of that, then you lose that. Right. Yeah. Well, all right, just to wrap up, I know that you don't always see sex at your parties, but sometimes you see wild sex. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot. <laughs> the, the layout of the venue, yeah, tomorrow is. You, I think you'll you'll see quite a lot going on. <laughs> so, what's the wildest thing you've seen going into this business? Um, just trying to think. Do you think it's they're quite vanilla? You know, it's not people beating the crap out of each other or Fifty Shades kind of thing. We, I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff because sometimes we've had some little kinky themed. Um, events and you know a couple turned up with a they came into a party with a suitcase and he they came out of a bedroom with clothes pegs all over them and you know that and, they, and the next thing we know they've sort of converted loads of other people into pegging each other and we were like this is bizarre um so yeah. pegging you mean like with clothes with pins? Clothes pegs, okay yeah. not pegging not as in wearing a dildo and bending someone over yeah <laughs> so what's the what's the largest group that you've seen at one of these oh, parties, good, just kind of, like a big, a good eighty people, eighty people. I would say so. I mean, the big venue is the big house we use in London. It's on the first floor. It's just a huge, great room with, you know, it's a mansion, old school mansion house. So the ceilings are massive. It's huge, and we put sort of six beds in like a cross shape down the middle of the room, and that just gets. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Spillover, 80 It's like Dante's Inferno with, like, <laughs> limbs everywhere. <laughs> it's the 80 orgy. 
I don't want to count how many toes are in that room. A lot of yeah, toes. Yeah, I see that. It's like trying to connect limbs to limbs <laughs> and the noises going. <laughs> yeah, and that's not necessarily a daisy chain. That could be 60 couples with one another. Yeah. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean Yeah, exactly. People. You get some couples who they just get off on the feel of it. So they just stay with each other. And yeah, that's them doing something naughty and, yeah, together. Very naughty. Well, thank you so much. I'm, ex- for I'm excited me. for no, our hope, first. No, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> for our first Killing Kittens party. You guys can check out more online killing kittens apparently the brand is so strong that you don't even hear the pushback about the name so that's that no, is good it's kk and everyone called, it's called, sort of become kk to everyone that's great branding well thank you so much and thank you to desire resorts for your support of this podcast thank you to you for listening wherever you're at have a wonderful week you're listening to the sex with dr jess podcast improve your sex life improve your life